This is the Minnesota Tim Podcast. Thank you for tuning into the Minnesota Tim Podcast today. I am going to be joined by Nate Birch, Mr. Birch. Please rate and review the podcast before Nate joins the podcast today. We will see if Nate will take the bait. Come on. Let's do it. Okay, so Nate, thank you so much for joining the Minnesota Tim podcast back-to-back weeks. Minnesota Vikings, they won the opening week, and it was a fun conversation to have. It was an easy conversation to have. Mm-hmm. You know, it uh, mm-hmm. it got us excited. It got us giddy for the season. We were talking about what a good loss the Eagles would look like. Is it a moral victory? Is it not a moral victory? And he said it wasn't a moral victory if we lost 38-35, but it's a little bit better than a 38-7 to loss. Instead, the yes. Vikings lost 24-7. to Your reaction to the domination by the Eagles on Monday night football versus our Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. um, I mean, where do you begin? First half, the defense looked horrible. Um, Whether they slowed down in the second half or the defense played better, I think it was probably some of both. Um, You know, I think they would have made some, some more runs, some bigger plays in the second half. Had we answered with a few scores ourselves, Kirk, I'm not going to say he played well. And if anyone that knows me knows I'm not a huge Kirk fan, but I'm not going to put a ton of it on Kirk. I do think he played pretty poorly and missed some throws. One to Justin Jefferson on a wheel route that he definitely should have hit. Instead, he goes to the screen pass. Uh, There's a couple other ones that were bad, but he also had a perfect throw to Irv Smith that should have been a touchdown catch. Would have been a game changer, Um, similar to the Christian Watson play. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it would have changed the game completely. And then he's forced into throws. Um, the Justin Jefferson one that he threw the interception on was Justin Jefferson's fault. He sh- his route was to cut in front and he assumed to go back. And it looked like after the play, Justin Jefferson had walked over and said something to him. And Kirk said, like, nodded, like, it's all good. So I'm pretty sure that was Justin Jefferson's fault. So two issues from the receivers there. But still, I mean, a couple of really bad plays, rush throws that he doesn't normally make, um, getting sacked. I mean, just a lot of a lot of the classic Kirk on a big, you know, under the lights, big time show, and he just kind of fell apart. Do you um, think that's a real thing? I mean, going into this game, I, they talked about his record on primetime games. He's like two and nine or something like that. But like, this guy's a professional athlete. Yeah. Why no. does he? I mean, what is going on psychologically with Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football? I mean, Sunday was the game of the week on national television, and he dominated yep. the Packers. Yep. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's like what what that is, whether it's mental or something. I also think that whenever you're playing a a big time game on a Monday night or Thursday night or Sunday night you end up playing good competition. So like, it's not, I mean, I do think he's playing against pretty good team. The Eagles are a better team than I think people give credit. Um, I said that if we lost this one, it's not the end of the world, especially in Philadelphia. It's a tough environment. You could tell the way we were, some of our offense, the movement wasn't quite there. Like it was the week before Mm -hmm. we just didn't have the same um, offensive fluency. And I think a lot of that was, we're not on the same page with the new offense yet. We don't have 
like if you can't hear each other, then we can't get the right stuff going. Yeah, I think that's a huge um, part of it. Yeah. But I also think, I mean, how is Delvin only getting six carries? Yeah. You know, I, six carries for 17 yards for Delvin, That's that's got to be minimum 15 carries. And I know that we didn't have a ton of possession time, but uh, we got to get him going a little bit more as well. Yeah. Earlier on the Minnesota Tim podcast this week, um, Jake's takes delivered a take on Kirk Cousins' play. And he said Kirk Cousins was playing like he was playing 500 in, uh, on some of those interceptions, um, lobbing him into the end zone off of his back foot. He was saying that he, Kirk Cousins should have thrown it out of the end zone instead of throwing it up to Darius Slay to intercept him two times, which I thought was a good point. I thought the game was full of missed opportunities. You touched on the Irv Smith Jr. one. Chris yeah. Boyd, yeah. after the blocked kick by Patrick Peterson, yeah. got chased down by the punter, yeah. the holder. Then Kirk Cousins throws an interception. Um, Jordan Hicks intercepts Jalen Hurts when it goes right off the receiver's hands, off the screen pass. Next series, Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins throws another interception. I mean, yeah. that game was 24-7. to we just got obliterated. It seemed like the Philadelphia Eagles out physicaled the Minnesota Vikings from the get-go as well, I, I, I thought. Yeah. What I thought, I mean, I know they have a very good offensive line, but what I thought would have been a little bit of our strength ended up kind of being a weakness, and we actually ended up really struggling on the line. I mean, 163 rushing yards to 63 rushing yards is a pretty clear sign there that like they just they just kind of bullied us and we could not get things going and they could it seemed like this is my theory about the Minnesota Vikings defensive strategy so week 1 it worked great to allow the four pass rushers or three yeah three or four pass rushers to go after Aaron Rodgers with Zadarius mm-hmm. Smith and Daniel Hunter and they got Rodgers a lot of times but the Packers their offensive line they had a lot of injuries yeah and then you face the Eagles you come with the same strategy i mean the Vikings I didn't see one blitz from the linebackers or safeties in that game or like a stunt corner blitz or or whatever that's called. Right. Um, It seemed like they were relying solely on the Phillips, on the Hunter and Darius Smith to get Jalen Hurts and and they weren't doing it. Right. Yep. I agree. I think that there was very, very few um, blitz offered like blitzes that they did. And I know part of that is like, well, if we send an extra guy, then there's one less guy in coverage. But clearly that was not working. We were not getting to the quarterback at all in the first half. Um, that whole idea that I talked about last week of like, I'd be more worried if it's just kind of always chunking on us and we couldn't like big plays was, you know, whatever we can figure that out. But that's kind of what happened is there was tons of third downs that they just were able to get through um, just kind of chunking away at us the whole time. And that's what's frustrating for me is that there wasn't really a change that was ever made on the line mm-hmm. and blitzing and anything like that. Yeah, and Jalen Hurts, I mean, he's one of those quarterbacks that has that elite ability. I mean, he's not known as this amazingly accurate quarterback, but when there's nobody open and there's no spy on him from the defense, he has an easy ability and athleticism to go and run and get the first down. And yeah. he killed the Vikings several times on that two rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Yep. hundred percent. 
and that's that's going to be a weakness for us. I think is is good offensive lines and strong physical offensive lines are going to be really tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you said you're not concerned yet for the Minnesota Vikings. Is there a right. point where you will be concerned? At what point of the season are you thinking, "Wow, this thing stinks"? Uh, Detroit. I mean, if we lose this one, there's no question. Uh, Detroit's given up crazy points in both of their first two games. Now they've scored quite a bit as well, but the, I, I think that we we have to win that one. Number one and number two, we have to score a lot. I mean. There should be no excuses not to put up quite a few points in this one, I think. So if the Vikings lose, you're off the bandwagon. <sighs> I mean for the year. Like not I mean, not that you wouldn't be a fan anymore, but you're not you're no longer a believer in coach of the year winning a playoff game, yada yada yada. I'm going to say if we lose to Detroit, yes, I'll still be a fan. I'll still cheer for them. I hope I would be wrong. But I would, I would, if we lose to Detroit, I would be off of the idea that we could win a playoff game. Okay. We can't lose to Detroit and win a playoff game. Could we get to the playoffs and lose to Detroit? Um, you know, I don't know. This I mean, is one of my take the bait questions. Is Nate going to take the bait? If the <sighs> Minnesota Vikings lose to Detroit, can they still get to the playoffs? I mean, there's so much season left, so it's hard to say no. But I just, when you look at our schedule, I don't think there's a ton of teams worse than Detroit. I know they're putting up points. I know they're better than what the preseason looked like. But you, I don't think you can lose to Detroit and, and feel comfortable for the rest of the season. So this is something that I disagree with you on a little bit. So going into the season, I predicted that the Vikings would beat Detroit. I predicted that they would lose against Philadelphia and beat the Packers. So the Vikings are right on cue to go 11 and six uh, through the first two games. I know there's a lot of season left, but last year, the Vikings, they lost to the lions on a last second play. Now I knew new regime, new offense, at least new scheme on offense. Um, New defensive scheme. I mean, Cameron Dancer last year gave up a last-second touchdown to the Detroit Lions as the time expired. But you even go back to the beginning of the season when the Vikings played the Lions the first time, and Kirk Cousins had to get in Mike Zimmer's face because he got the Vikings into field goal position after, I think, Alexander Madison fumbled. The Detroit Lions scored a touchdown. And then um, Joseph had to kick like a 52-yarder just to beat the Detroit Lions, I think it was like by two points or something. And the Detroit Lions are a much better team than I think we as Minnesotans want to give them credit for because we have this idea of the Lions going 0-16 or 0-whatever, winning one or two, three games at max per season. But I believe that this Lions team is much more respectable. They're well-coached. I mean, I, I guess I don't know if they're well-coached or not, but their coach certainly motivates them to play hard. Um I don't think this is going to be a cakewalk. And right now, uh, I looked at the line, and the Vikings are favored by six points. Would you take the over or under? Oh, no. That's a high over-under. I think I'm taking the under on that. Um, mm, I don't know. I just think when you think of pieces, quarterback versus quarterback, Goff versus Kirk, who are you taking? Kirk. Wide receivers, who are you taking? Justin Jefferson. But yeah, I, mean, I mean, the Lions have more than one good receiver. It seems like I mean, I, I don't well, know much about the Lions, but 
they they go to DJ Chark number two, who's not really had any importance in his career. And I'm not. I mean, they have a rookie Traylon Burks at three. Um, not Traylon Burks, but a rookie at three. So it's okay. Um, but I would take our three over their three. Sure. Uh, running back six points a game in the second game, thirty eight points in the first game. Yeah. I mean, DeAndre Swift. You know, so there are some pieces there that that are are skilled, but I think overall you you would take our roster over theirs. I'm taking our coach over theirs. I mean, I I just feel like as a whole, I I I would I just would be shocked if we lost this one. And mm. at home, I I don't think you can lose this one. I mean, yeah. if you're gonna lose at home to the Lions, I don't really. I mean, think about it. Who are you? Who's better, the Lions or the Dolphins? The Dolphins. Lions or Cardinals? Cardinals, probably. But, I mean, they had to come back from a they did. deep drought they did. against the Raiders. But, but by I'd that say time, the Cardinals. They, and DeAndre Hopkins will be back by then. Yeah. So that's a big news. Lions or Bills? Bills, for sure. Lions or um, Colts? Uh, probably the Lions. Yeah, honestly, that's a pretty tough one. Yeah, it depends um, on where the, the game is played, probably. We have the Jets at home, which helps. Um, the Cowboys, we'll see what happens there. Um, if Dak is back, I don't think so. But, I mean, the Giants are playing better. I just think there's so many games that if we lose this one, I think this is still one of the worst teams on our schedule. Mm. And if we're going to lose this one, that's going to be really, really tough. So do you think the Vikings will win by six or more points or six or fewer points? All right. If I'm betting on the game, I would not make this bet. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually like the line. I think we're going to win by more than six. Official. Wow. Really? My official call. So there's a couple of different things. When I look at this matchup straight up, I think we win by less than six points. But then you got the factor of being embarrassed on Monday Night Football national television, the entire world's watching the Vikings just get trounced coming after a loss against the Eagles coming back home. The Vikings should be just as motivated against the lions, if not more motivated um, than they were the first game of the season. So, Oh man, I'm going to say we win by less than six points. Okay. I think it's a close game throughout the game because even though the Vikings have a good defensive line and some decent linebackers, I think the Lions could take advantage of maybe uh, the the safeties without Harrison Smith. Cameron Dantzler got benched against the Eagles after he said he got a swagger back before the beginning of the season. Uh, Patrick Peterson, he's an old fart, but he's still blocking field goals. So, I don't know. I think the Lions could definitely take advantage of the Minnesota Vikings secondary. Who's the worst team in the division? The Bears. Okay. It's tight, but I do I do think the Bears. And I think I don't know if I would have said that to start the year. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's go on to take the bait with Nate. Well, Nate, take the bait, okay? All right. Kirk Cousins will throw for more than 300 yards against the Detroit Lions. Um I am going to uh, I'm going to take the bait on that one. I think he's going to do it. Okay. 
you're you're a believer that he's going to respond well after this Eagles game. Yeah, I mean, I think he still threw for over 200 in the Eagles game that was really not good. He threw three interceptions. So if he can throw for 200 there, I think he could throw for over three. Okay. Justin Jefferson will score at least two touchdowns versus the Detroit Lions. He will not. Oh, he's not going to get two. Yeah. Do you think he'll get it's one? It's time for Thielen to get one. I know. Where's he been? Seriously. Dave Jets gets one. Thielen gets one. Dalvin gets one. Okay. Wow. Really spread out. Thielen's always yeah. a good red zone wide receiver, but the Vikings have gone to Irv Smith and Justin Jefferson in those situations. Yeah, I don't know why we're going to Irv Smith. I am so over Irv Smith. Give me oh, Johnny Munn. I'm right there with you. Yeah. He's an undersized tight end and or he's a slow wide receiver like he he doesn't fit i mean the 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 way that the linebackers just popped right over his shoulder to knock some of those balls out i want a big body square dude that's just gonna catch the ball even if he gets hit he's gonna you know hold on to it like irv is supposed to be this quick tight end but he's not getting any separation from any linebackers right now he's not yeah i'm out on him but yeah I am too. I was very disappointed because it seems like all we've heard for the last two or three years is how great Irv Smith Jr. is going to be if he's healthy. And he missed the entire season last year. He missed a lot of his rookie season. So we've seen him very sporadically throughout his NFL career. And he's healthy at the beginning of the season. He's coming off a thumb injury in training camp, misses all all preseason. But starters didn't play the preseason anyways. And now he's over here playing, and he's getting schooled by Johnny Munt. Vikings fans would rather see Johnny Munt than Irv Smith Jr. Yeah, it's insane. Oh, my goodness. Take the bait number three. The Minnesota Vikings will still win the division in the NFC North. Take the bait, baby. I'm in. Okay. I still got hope. You think the Vikings can get past the Packers for the NFC North? I do. I think that uh, the Eagles at home, that's a tough one. Um, our offense is still new. We're st- that's our first away game as an offensive system. I think the defense already looked better in the second half than they did in the first. I think we'll continue to grow. I think we'll be all right. You don't think the defense looked better in the second half because the Eagles let off the gas a little bit? I mean, a, a little bit, but I also think, I mean, we got a blocked field goal. We got an interception. We, I mean, we did, we made some plays. Um, I don't know. I think we'll be all right. Are you still very high on your fantasy football team? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I did get a win, but yes, we'll see. What's that mean? What's we'll uh, see mean? Give me a little bit of insight on this. We'll see. I talked a little I shared the clip with Brian and Cole, and it seemed like they're coming to get you after your motivating yeah. comment last week on the podcast. Yes, they, they are coming to get me, but they also did not necessarily disagree. They, yeah, they didn't you know? say that. Yeah, they didn't they didn't disagree with the fact that you're gonna win. So I don't I you know, I, I still is is a long season. A lot of injuries are gonna come. Um but I am very curious to see uh, how, how this goes. That's a guillotine um, league or is that a regular fantasy league? Uh, regular fantasy league. Okay. I just, like like we talked about last week, so many guys that are injury prone or can, can absolutely boom or do nothing. Um, Lamar Jackson's already questionable. Leonard Fournette's already questionable. George Kittle's already questionable. James Conner's already questionable. 
DeAndre Hopkins is suspended. So there's just so much that could go wrong. Um, Michael Thomas is an absolute wild card. Uh, Aaron Jones is a wild card. So we'll see. I mean, there are possibilities, but there are also possibilities the other way. Hmm. Yeah. Very, very interesting to see where your fantasy league goes from here. Are there any other things that you wanted to say about the Vikings Eagles game that I missed that I didn't ask you anything that you wanted to talk about in terms of previewing the lions game that I missed that you wanted to talk about? Um, I just like to, you know, this is a, a Vikings talk here, but I would, I would like to say Jalen hurts, man. I love that guy. Really? And I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you don't other than he just beat us. Um, the way he handled his situation at Alabama um, he was the starting quarterback. He was the man. He's solid. He helps them either. I don't know if they won there, but they for sure made it to the college football championship. And then all of a sudden Tua comes in and they just give the job to Tua. And he's like completely calm, doesn't make a big deal about it, stays the whole season behind Tua. Um, coach allows him to transfer and he does. And so he chooses to go over to Oklahoma and has a great career there. So he's just like a solid dude, works really hard. Um, so I'm I'm happy for him. I don't like the Eagles, so that kind of sucks. Um, but I do like Jalen Hurts, and I'm happy that, you know, hopefully he has a successful career. Have you seen the videos um, of him squatting 500 and 600 pounds? Yeah. That is insane. That is insane. What can you squat? I mean... Do you squat? I used to. I mean, not as much anymore now. In your prime, are... what could you squat? Well, let's see. What is so ninety one eighty now two seventy three middle threes. Middle threes. That's legit. I think I, I can mean, squat like one fifty. I don't know. Well, yeah, these thighs can can handle a lot of weight. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Uh... That crazy. You got the thighs of a softball player. <laughs> it's facts. Uh, I would have been a tight end had I kept playing. I would yeah. not have been a wide receiver. You've been like Johnny Munz or Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. Since you brought up Jalen Hurts and Tua, who do you think has the better NFL career? Oh, that's a great question. We were actually debating that earlier. It, you know, it's hard because there's injuries and whatever. I'm going to say if there are no injuries, Jalen Hurts has the better career. I think he's got a more complete package to his game. The problem with those running quarterbacks is usually their career is not as long. So I'm curious to see how that goes with Jalen Hurts, but he has become a better thrower. And um, I mean, he's got worse weapons and scoring more points, well, as many points. So, yeah. Yeah. To his arm is so weak. I mean, even the comeback against the Baltimore Ravens, I'm sure you saw those highlights. The balls he was thrown to Tyreek Hill were still like a a step or two short and he was throwing it as far as he could. I'm not really sure how he's an NFL quarterback other than he played at Alabama and won the championship. Seriously. looks like Sean Mannion throwing the football. Everyone talked about yeah. how great of an arm Sean Mannion had Irv Smith jr. Blamed him for breaking his thumb in training camp. Not the fact that he couldn't catch. And Sean Mannion goes out in week 17 against the Packers last week and just lays an egg to and Sean Mannion looked like the same quarterback. But yeah. I don't know, that might be a stupid comparison, but I mean, their difference is like the hype around them. Now, Tua obviously is a better, like he's more of a gamer and he's, you know, better pocket feel. There's other parts to him that are better, but arm talent, I mean, it's pretty similar. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Well, if there's nothing else that you wanted to say, I got nothing else on my docket. Nate the Great, thank you again for coming on. Back-to-back weeks. Maybe we can make it three in a row. We can get an update from your fantasy team. We can react to the Vikings' win or loss against the Lions and preview the following matchup against the Saints, I think, in London. So, lot to talk about next week. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for the week. I'm excited to see us uh, beat Detroit and take care of business. Uh, Can you give me a score prediction for this week? mm, Yep. Uh, let's go with, uh, you said by, uh, you said over six, um, I'm going to say, let's go 31, 31 to 20. Whew, only 20 points for the lions who scored 38 and 36 points in the first two weeks of the season. Uh, yeah. I mean, even if they get to 24, that's still a six point spread. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll take 3124. We'll finish okay. there. All right. I'll go, man. I like your 31 prediction, but I'll go 28 to 27 Minnesota Vikings. Last second field goal by Greg Joseph. A 29 yard field goal to win. Okay. All right. I like to take. Yeah. So that's what I'm going with. We got Nate taking the Vikings by over six and Minnesota Tim. A one-point game under six. Thank you all for listening to this Minnesota Tim podcast with Nate the Great. Please rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Everyone have a great day. Peace out.